Hi, everybody. This is a special edition of the Athletic Podcast, if you can call it that. We're celebrating a birthday, number two. I am Zach Jackson. Across from me in this super secret studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, are Jason Lloyd, the editor. Perhaps you've heard of him. You've maybe read his story on, well, we'll talk about that. And managing editor, Ron Ledger. They've been here since the beginning. TJ Zuppi was here at the beginning. I was about three weeks late. And Jason, here we are, two years, uh, what, 50 of us here in Indy? Yeah, probably <laughs> about that, yeah. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of take you through a little bit on where we've been, a little bit on why we think you should be on board and where we're going, whether you're already on board or not. Um, but I think if I remember, I know we were city number three, right? Chicago, yep. Toronto, Cleveland. Yep. yep. So I came on board, I was probably not even the 20th employee altogether right uh chicago hadn't hired an nfl time full-time person yet yeah chicago yeah you were probably right around 20 a little under yeah. 20 yeah and now we're in 48 cities yeah now we're <laughs> over 300 employees strong yeah so anyway enough about us but not really um we wanted to get together and do this so jason we uh i know you're rolling out a letter for the two-year anniversary um we're we're growing in our coverage and our staff size and what we do we're proud of what we do we think we make an easy sell um, but I would just ask you to kind of reflect uh, on making it to two years, first of all, and, uh, you know, spinning that into where we go from here. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's funny that we're here at the NFL Combine for the, for the two year. I said this morning we had an athletic meeting and I said, um, when we launched so many people, it was almost like an intervention saying, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> What is this thing? What is this athletic? LeBron was making fun of me. LeBron was making fun of the name. Everybody thought I'd lost my mind, and I thought maybe they're right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I would tell everyone, I don't know if this is going to work or not. I might be driving an Uber in two years. And then two years later, here we are at the NFL Combine, and I'm not driving an Uber, so that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank God there was an Uber for me last night, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Um, and then it was, it was you writing and hoping that a couple hundred people were reading, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was TJ just taking off to spring training. Yep, yep. Um, it was Ron managing a staff of three at the time. Exactly. Yep. I couldn't come on for free agency because I had to finish my obligations at my other job, and I came on, the Browns immediately went 0-16. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough sell. <laughs> it did not hire he, uh, fire Hugh Jackson, I should say. It took a while, so they're sorting things out. And we now, I mean, what is the staff size in Ohio? We're well, we're not just Cleveland anymore. We're Cleveland and Columbus. Cleveland and Columbus. Yeah, there's 12 of us total, counting a couple of con contributors. So, yeah, we got the Blue Jackets with uh, Tom Reed and Aaron Porchline, Bill uh, Landis and Ari Wasserman with Ohio State doing football and basketball. Obviously, you with the Browns, Jason, kind of bouncing around. We've added Joe Varden on the Cavs, and then TJ and uh, Zach Mizo on uh, on the Indians. So. Okay. We got everything covered. I got one interesting question, and maybe I'm out of thoughts, but we'll see where this goes, Jason. What to someone listening now that hasn't subscribed yet? What is your pitch in relation to what it might have been two years ago? Two years ago, that's a good question. Two years ago, it was come with me and let's see where we where we go. Right, because I had no idea, <laughs> no idea. And I struggled every day with what to write. And now I think there's a lot of clarity with what we want and w in the direction that we're headed. And, you know, it's what, what are you getting when you come with us? 
now we know. We didn't know before. Now we know. Now we're going to get things like sending you to Alabama to do a story on Freddie's hometown and me going to Oklahoma and Austin, Texas and talking to Baker's high school teacher and getting the apology letter that he wrote when he was a junior in high school uh, because his mom made him apologize to the teacher because he was acting up in class. And you get things like Tom Reed's sex trafficking story around Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend, and you get, yes, my strip club story <laughs> uh, around the Super Bowl when I was in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. And we can just go down the line and Zach Meisel uh, playing Jose Ramirez and Mario Kart. And it's just... Some of it's breaking news. We've broken plenty of news in the two years we've been here. Uh, a lot of it is just pieces that hopefully will make you think and pieces that you weren't expecting. That's my favorite, is to deliver something that nobody was expecting. And uh, I think we do that time and time again. And we aren't going to be, we're not going to rush. We're not going to be, you know, I, I've heard some complaints of, hey, it's four hours after the game. How come nothing's up yet? And there's a reason for that because we're still reporting it out and we're still in the locker room and we're still figuring it out. And there's plenty of places to go. If all you want is the quick news of the day, we are not for you. And that's okay. But if you want to get to the bottom of your team, regardless of the team, doesn't matter what market you're in, what city you're in, if you, if you want to learn interesting facts and nuggets that you didn't already know, um, this is where you come. Yeah. I mean, I would agree, and, and Ron, I want to get to you in a minute with some of the way we spin these ideas, but you know, just yesterday being around and then this morning as, as we met, it's not like we're reinventing the wheel. I mean, sometimes there's news and, and we react to it. The Browns signed right. Kareem Hunt, right. we got to get to Bria, yep. right? Yep. What, what do we do? Uh, you know, Along the way, especially as it gets bigger here, Baker's going to say things yep. that we have to write about. Yep. You know, um, There's going to be signings and trades and cuts and whatever that we have to write about, but having the flexibility the resources and really the goal from the top down to say if you are chasing something that's really good and you have a chance to make it different to make it good then don't worry today about the receiver with the the sore knee right right because especially nine times out of ten nobody gives a shit about that anyway right um you know from my standpoint not having to write 10 different stories on that is great and then when you do are onto something around i can say i have this idea what do you think? Is it too crazy? Is it how can we make it better? You know, who I'm already down this road. Who should I talk to? Things like that. And, you know, two years in, uh, just kind of want your insight on, on how we've been able to do that and when we can keep not pushing the envelope, but, but pushing this thing further. Well, from the top of the company all the way down, the, the, the big thing is storytelling. Um, that's the, the, the focus of everything we're doing. So to tell stories, you need, you need time to tell them. You need to mm -hmm. talk to people. And it's always, you know, if any of the writers come to me and like, hey, I need more time for this or is there somebody else I should talk to? It's like, we'll definitely talk to one more person. Um, you know, I worked in newspapers for a long time. So is Jason, a lot of the stuff you did was to fill up page C5 with a 45 inch notebook and a picture because, well, you had a C5. <laughs> we don't have that. You know, and matter of fact, we try not to put too many stories up in a given day. We want, <laughs> we know the stories are longer. We know the stories are well reported and they take some time to read as well. So if we put three or four things in front of people, the stories that we think are important aren't going to be seen. So um, I'd say that that's pretty been much, pretty much been the focus, trying to tell as many stories as possible. We still look for breaking news, but with the way Twitter is now, you know, something breaks and six seconds later, everybody else has it too. So unless we really have something big, we don't even worry about that. And we were at a meeting this morning talking with about NFL things and <clears throat> 
the bosses from above were saying, go ahead and use Twitter for that. That doesn't happen in many other places, you know. Right. But here, they want the story to be like, why? You know, what does it mean? Why is it happening? All those things, um, you know. The players have had multiple concussions. The fans know that. But what's going on with that player? Like, you know, what's going on in his life? The, the, that type of stuff. And as Jason said earlier, sending you to Alabama and letting you write and take a week to do that. Um, when we first started, probably our first big project, the whole company was uh, Tom Reed looking at Jimmy Haslam. And I remember uh, Jason said he told Tom, you know, you don't even have to write for three or four weeks while you work on this. And Tom's like, what? Like, right. they, like you got to be kidding me. And he's like, no, go report, go get lost, come back, see what you, you know what you could tell us. And we haven't had too many times where we went down the rabbit hole and didn't find things. But if that happens, then we just move on. You know, it, it, it didn't work out. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's what you know we're looking to. And as Jason said, we like the surprises and the, the stories you may not be expecting. But we also know you like to know about the, the the readers like to know about the star players, and we're trying to focus on that and get the access that we can and and all that. And and another thing is that's probably the biggest change has been just our the magnitude of the site now. So if we only have two or three stories in your subscriber, and you like the NFL, I mean every team's available. We have national writers. We have fantasy football. Sure. I was just looking as we were Jason and I were making our way to your. Uh, secret lair over here <laughs> that i mean there must be 50 soccer stories on the site with mls starting this weekend you know things like that you mentioned 48 markets we're in europe we're we're all over the world now just in a little over two years for the whole the whole place i, I don't remember exactly when toronto and chicago started but it wasn't too long before us so it's kind of grown quickly chicago started in 2016 uh and this tells you how smart the people are that own the company adam and alex they picked Chicago because they thought the Cubs could be pretty good in 2016. <laughs> and unfortunately, Cleveland, they, they nailed that one. Uh, and then from there, they were very strategic in, in how we went about it. So, yeah, in two short, uh, well, three years. Here we are today. A few weeks ago, I was in the archives room in the library at Etowah High School. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, last summer I was in Waukesha, Wisconsin, at yeah. Joe Schobert's favorite breakfast spot. Yep. You know? We sent Tom Reed to Switzerland. Yeah. Tom went to Switzerland for a story on a Columbus goalie. We'll go anywhere. Yeah. No, and, and, and that's what's great. Just just like yesterday as an example, uh, obviously when John Dorsey was making his media rounds, I was there like everyone else. But then later it they were bringing um, you know, the running backs through and the Browns have taken themselves out of the running back business. So I kind of got a look at the guys, and then instead of wasting my time in the interview room, I walked around the combine and got to see people. Yep. Make it happen. Whereas if I had to file a story at five o'clock, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would be buried at the computer, you know, yep. hacking away on the store, trying to make a story out of some running back um, just because he's from Ohio or something like that when it doesn't apply to the Browns. So I'm able to do that, kind of reach out and set the tone, hopefully, for the next one. So. Um, Jason, you've talked about it a little bit, um, the big the home run story that, that you had from the Super Bowl, the, the strip club story, um, with some quotes that were jaw-dropping. Oh, my God in heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, I guess the, the, I forgot to mention this in our, in our staff meeting today, but I guess the funniest takeaway from all of that is my wife was so mad at me she didn't talk to me for a day and a half. <laughs> because I didn't bother to tell her what story I was working on because I knew it would probably lead to a fight, and I didn't have time to fight. I had right. to work. So I figured, well, I'll just wait till the story comes out, and then we'll deal with the fight then. And probably not my best strategic move, but it's how I went about it. And so she found out about the story when it came across as a push notification on her phone and said, so this is what you've been doing all week. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, 
I heard you say that on the radio a couple weeks ago when I about drove off the road. <laughs> True story. I really am that dumb, folks. <laughs> but the other caveat to that is you did that and you didn't spend a dime except on parking. Did not spend a dime. You did not spend a dollar on that. It's not like we dropped $3,000 in the strip club making it rain. Uh, no, no, no. It was none of that. It was all very professional. But, yeah, the... Uh, the quote of my vagina looks like a dead gopher hole with dried leaves around it from a 68-year-old stripper will go down as the quote of my career. Oh, and with the Browns going to the next six Super Bowls, we'll have to revisit that. Oh, my point. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine next year with the Miami Strip Clubs what we could get into story-wise. <laughs> the Super Bowl in Miami. Well, we could um, you know, I guess the gist of this is we are we're selling, we are patting ourselves on the back. We're celebrating a milestone because, as you said, there were no guarantees right with any of this. Um, there's been no roadmap, and that's what's cool is there there really isn't. I yeah. mean, obviously, you can say we're going to go chase this. We don't know what's next for the Browns, for the right. Indians, for the Cavs. Yep, right uh, for whatever. I don't think anybody would have said. Uh, Baker's going to be replace LeBron at this level so soon. Right. Urban Meyer's not going to be the coach anymore. Like, right. That's the great part about sports is we don't know. But um, from what we do know, you know, and what you can say about some things that are in motion, what what's next for for the people that have been on board? I guess as much as the people that might come on board, what's next uh, for us as as we keep trying to make this product better? Well, I think the number the number one thing since we're at the combine, I think we can safely. I think it's fair. It's time to say, you know, we built the athletic Cleveland off LeBron. You know, let's let's be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recruited me, launched the site around me, and I brought them LeBron, and we did tremendous subscription numbers because of that. Baker is our new LeBron. Baker is Cleveland's new LeBron, and we are treating him as such. So we are going to bring on another writer, as as you know. We we're part of the reason we're here is looking for another a voice and another Browns writer. Uh, could be local, could be someone from the outside that we pluck in and, and bring in and inject in. Um, but we're going to throw a lot of resources at the Browns. Um, you know, I'm there, you're there. Mystery X writer, whoever we come up with, will be there. Tom Reed will get back in the mix. Uh, so that that's exciting. You know, we continue to grow. We, you know, Ron said earlier, we're a staff of 12. We could be a staff of 13, 14 before, before long, uh, with the Cavs, you know, I know that there've been people who have been upset with the way that we've handled the Cavs this year. And we have heard your complaints and we know that we have pivoted Joe Varden into a national role at times. And he's, we've sent him to LA to do LeBron stories. Joe has a, terrific relationship with LeBron and it makes sense as a company to take advantage of that. Sure. And the trade-off unfortunately has been thin on Cavs at times. We recognize that and we will rectify it. You know, the Cavs, they're in a tough spot. They're having a bad year. And from a business standpoint, it it's not popular to say, but from where we sit, it makes more sense sometimes for Joe to be with LeBron and me to backfill the gaps where I can um, but next year that'll look different next year. We'll probably have someone dedicated. Well, not probably. I know we will. We will have someone dedicated to the Cavs full time. And again, that may be another outside hire. That's something that we discussed over lunch today for an hour and a half is, is how do we, how do, how do, how are the Browns going to look going forward? How's our Cavs coverage going to look going forward? So I, I've addressed it with readers at times. And for anyone who's upset with our Cavs coverage because there's been a hole here or there, 
we hear you. I understand. I understand the frustration and it'll get fixed, but we're not looking at this as a, this isn't a temporary brief. Like we're looking one year, two year, three year, five year, 10 years out. And if you have to go through a couple months of hiccups in order to get it right for the next five to 10 years, then we're willing to live with those, with those couple of hiccups. Uh, Joe's done everything we've asked of him. Joe's been one of our best employees since we've hired him. Uh, he's been, he's one of the stars of the company and he's climbing the ladder very, very quickly. And that's all a credit to him and how smart he is and how talented he is. And we'll figure it out. And that's part of the process of what we're doing now in our Indians coverage, you know, with Zach and TJ, uh, you know, TJ fills us, gives us a, a niche with the analytics side of things that we're really, none of the, uh, none of the rest of us provide. And Zach Meisel is just a wonderful storyteller. And, you know, I think he thinks differently. He thinks creatively. He's got some really cool stuff coming up with Trevor Bauer this week that we're going to roll out. Uh, Trevor had pulled him aside in the Q and a, and they, they got some, some good stuff in there. And that's just going to keep rolling right along. The Columbus team is strong. I don't foresee any changes right now with that, with the Blue Jackets. Ohio State, I was thrilled to be able to add Bill Landis uh, to Ari and give us a, a second presence in Columbus on, on all things Ohio State. So we're in a really good spot. And we've spent the first two years building the staff into what we want it to be. And now we get to tweak it and fine-tune it. And that's, that's fun. That's exciting to do. Speaking of LeBron and the Cavs and Joe, I mean, last May I'm standing in the – uh, lobby of the NBA draft lottery. Yeah. Wondering, will I be back next year? We'll be three of us here. Right. <laughs> because you didn't know. Right. At the time. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. And that could be the biggest night for the Cavs in the next yep. 10 or 15 years. Yep. And and that will determine, quite frankly, which way we go with, with our coverage and what we do. If they win if they win the lottery and Zion winds up in Cleveland, that's a game changer. Yeah. And, and we'll treat it as such. And if they don't win and it looks like it's going to be another couple of years – we will react to that accordingly as well. But regardless, we'll have someone devoted. I, I can say fairly confidently, we'll have someone by next season devoted fully to the Cavs. It's just been a unique situation uh, from from all corners with Joe coming on in the fall and taking advantage of his vast resources and relationships and using them to the best where they fit best. And unfortunately, at times, they don't fit best on the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, the, the situation kind of is what it is. The Cavs didn't appear to have a great plan, and they're kind of figuring out as they go. Yeah. So we're right there with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think what, that's fair to say. Yeah, when the when they sort of pulled the parachute on the season, I remember having conversations with Joe and telling him, you're, you're, it is not the best use of your time to be following around a team that is in this condition right now. We have to find better uses for your time. Sure. And I understand that may upset some Cavs fans and some, but I'm, I'm just being totally honest. And we understand that. We under, and like, again, this is a year of transition. It's a year of transition all the way around. I, I've done the Cavs the last eight years. This has been a year of transition for me, not flying all over the country watching NBA games. And we are continuing to evolve. And I think subscribers, present and future, will be thrilled with the final product that we come up with fairly soon. One of the other things that's changed with the with the company and all this is we really aren't we go to the games to be able to tell you the deeper story and the marching orders from above is to not even cover every game and if you're at a game and you know to be honest there's not much happening 
there's no reason to write. Um, like I said before, we don't know, we're not filling space just to fill it. Now we, we want to take care of the readers, you know, that have signed off from the beginning or the, and the new ones as they come on and give you plenty of things that make you want to keep your subscription. And we're always trying to find new ones, but we feel, and we have numbers that show it, that when we write those deeper stories that you don't get anywhere else, that's what you guys read. That's what sells our product, all that stuff. When we write the the Cavs lost 100 to 70 and no one really said anything afterwards. <laughs> there's not much, you know, there's not much to it. So I guess what I'm trying to say there is, you know, they play 80 some games preseason, all that. Our goal was not to write 95 game stories. You can get that anywhere. And ho- and actually we also know that our readership is some of the most dedicated fans out there. You watch the game and there's not much we can tell you in a game story that you didn't know. So um, kind of keep that in mind as well. Uh, you know, that's where when Jason and I were at the Akron Beacon Journal, we started seeing this then. And that's where Final Thoughts was born was, you know, Jason's going in the locker room, have to run back out to <clears throat> do a story five minutes after the game ends to make it in the paper. And there was nothing to it, you know. And we decided to start punting those stories. And let's stay in the locker room, be the last one there. And then this whole company comes along that, like, highlights that. So that's kind of where... The, the future is as well yeah i'm glad you mentioned that that's a good, really good point you know there's been when we miss games we get a lot of where were you how come how come there's no coverage off the Cavs game of last night and we're kind of the spot that we were put in was again let's just be very honest i probably have this job today because of final thoughts and the way that we approached the Cavs when i was at the beacon and and the final thoughts column became in, in extremely popular and when the Cavs were really good. And so that's what people sign up for. People sign up on the Cavs coverage to read the final thoughts and the way that I could mix opinion with analysis, with uh, game stats, with analytics, with a little bit of everything. Well, that's not the real focus of our company, though. So that's it was wonderful to build subscriber base off of that, but that isn't really... The, the Athletic is so much more than final thoughts. And so that's really where we kind of got a sticky wicket was because... You know, when I leave and then Joe comes on and Joe's done his own version of, of it. But when it's not there, people are like, well, why isn't it there? Well, it's not there because that's not really the focus of the company. So we're trying to serve the readers that we have and that are here while keeping with the vision of the company, which has proven throughout the country to be so much more than that. So it's been, and that's why I say it's been a, it's been a bumpy transition at times, but um, we'll get there. Well, it's different too from sport to sport because the Indians play seven games a week. Right. Right. The Cavs play four a week. Everybody in the NBA sometimes plays three or four a week. Right. Um, it's obvious through the TV, some, not all of them matter. Right. Right. Whereas yep. the Browns now, for the first time in years, are playing games that do matter. Yep. So, yep. It's like, and, and, and I mean, this is no exaggeration. Post you, when they started playing well last year, people were like, how different is this for you? I was like, you understand, like, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. It's different. Like, even last year, you know, it took a week and stayed in California and wrote about draft prospects. Yep. Yep. Now it's like you got to be in Bree every day because there's some real players. There's some real stuff happening. Yep. And um, you know, we'll see where this goes. Uh, you know, the Browns need to beat a team with a winning record before they're back. Uh, John Fair. Dorsey has said we are not all in because we are not near that. Uh, I don't think that vibes with most of the fans, the readers, right. <laughs> the listeners who are like, wait a second, we right. are. Yeah. But you know, the reality is there is probably a middle step, right, between sure. the Hugh Jackson disaster and us all being in Miami next February right. at the strip club. Right. Or, I mean, just at a nice <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> you are going to get me in trouble again. 
I just got out of the doghouse. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, you know, just, just for me, honestly, like to have better players, like, like Baker's a pro, right? Yep. Um, Jarvis Landry, you know, he says some outrageous things, but he's a thoughtful guy. Mm-hmm. He's a productive player. Is he a number one receiver? Is he a Hall of Famer? Is he is he really a Pro Bowler? All those things are up for debate. The guy's played in the NFL, made a lot of catches in the NFL, was brought in for a reason, you know, to do some of the things that he did. And for us, it makes great material. The yeah. fact that multiple Pro Bowlers makes great material. Um, the Browns, what are they going to do these next few weeks? Are they going to flirt with all in? Is Dorsey lying to us? You know, if one big guy does come available, do they dump? X amount of guaranteed million. We don't know, but the fact is we're going to cover it from a lot of different angles and have fun with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to wanted to discuss because we, we talked about this kind of in the meeting. Well, actually two things. I'll bring up this first, Jason. Twitter in particular, but coming here, Twitter opened the, do- opened the window to me that people care what we do. We're dur- dorky sports writers, right? We're, yeah. we're um, chunky graying guys and we're well aware of this right we have decent level of self-awareness but it really kind of opened the door to like man people care what we do yeah you know who we interview who might our sources be right where are we if we're not in the press conference that day or you know not firing off tweets from from whatever what are we working on Uh, and i think you know it's really cool even though it's taken some getting used to and i think especially with the athletic when you've been able to kind of take to the next level where we have the platform podcast radio do whatever and you know to go out and really dig in and kind of be at the front of okay i mean i'm only going to use myself as an example there's eight of the same story based off john dorsey's 15 minutes on the podium but i can work on something else for down the road that hopefully will be bigger and we don't know what the brown story is going to be two weeks from now and he proved that two weeks ago with right, the cream, with cream. yeah yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, we talked specifically about clickbait and how it goes and and how so many companies are driven. And it's not like we don't want catchy headlines. It's not like if Baker says, next time I see Hugh Jackson, I'm going to shove this ball right up his ass. Right. That we're not going to write about right. it. But we don't have to go there. Um, you know, I have this battle on a day-to-day, week-to-week when it gets to week eight of the NFL season. What should I write today? Yep. What's interesting? Okay, there's nothing super interesting. What's semi-interesting? Is it interesting enough? Just kind of from your perspective, where you know, where do you think we are with the balance of that? Of, of we we don't need to jump in to everything, uh, but also we're not not everything is going to be a two-week Freddie Kitchen story, a ten-source strip club story, you know, all, all of that stuff. Yeah, I still struggle with that, and you know, it was a topic of conversation at lunch today. Was you know, how often should I be writing when I don't have a specific beat anymore and I'm in this editor slash columnist slash whatever I want to do type role. Um, and it's, it's, I guess my goal is whatever I write when I do write and I'm not writing as much as I was, but I want it to be people run to it and say, I have to read this because I know it's going to be great because Jason wrote it. That's the goal. And everybody could say that all the time, but in a lot of other uh, mediums at a lot of other companies, you have daily requirements that you have to hit and you have to fill a space. And so not everything's a home run. Not everything is great. Not everything is so engaging, but we have tried to structure this to the point where no, not everything is a, is a deep dive on um, Freddie or Baker or anything like that. But you know, by the time you're done with an article, you should learn something you didn't know before. 
and I don't know that's not that that's necessarily true for all the stuff that's out there. Um, you know, the GM never really says a whole lot at these things. The head coach never really says a whole lot at these things. Nothing really new comes out that you can't find on your own from pulling up stats from these guys in college. Um, but if 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 you get to the bottom of the story and you haven't learned anything new, then we have probably failed. I think every story that we put on the site, it could be something small, it could be something big, but you you should learn something, something that you didn't know before, whether it's the exit speed off the bat of Jake Bowers or what Baker likes to do in his spare time or you know something with the Blue Jackets or with Ohio State or what's Ryan Day like, mm-hmm. something. Not always huge, but something. And I think that's what we strive to do with everything that we bring is something, find something new with everything. I would say this, you know, success for me um, at the first level is, okay, I'm providing some insight, um, getting, you know, maybe occasionally getting a prediction right, but taking people where they can't go and then interacting with them. They're paying customers. Yeah. Right. And yes, I, I might screw things up or I might give a bad prediction or whatever, but we're developing a relationship to where they know I'm going to have some insight and we're going to have some interaction on a bigger level for both of you guys as, as we get out of here. You know, what what is success for us as the athletic Cleveland, the athletic Columbus, um, you know, this week, this month and, and over as we go towards year three and four? Well, for me, um, I've been in journalism business for 20 plus years but I always grew up reading the, the great sports illustrated to the you know 70s the 80s and all that came with the great access that those writers would get and the great storytelling they can do whether they got the player or they didn't get the player kind of what we talked about with our Baker story or, or your Freddie Kitchen stories the thing that'll happen with the athletic is we'll get to the point where we'll get that access whenever we ask um, that's how sports illustrated was when it, it was in its heyday so to me, that's that. Whenever we decide that you know we wanted to do the deep dive with Baker Mayfield, he's like, well, I want to, you know, I'm going to cooperate with them because that's the athletic and that's you know my story will get told the right way. We have that happening already here and in other markets. But I think as we grow and everyone realizes just how big we are and the power that we have, that we're in all the markets and all the pro cities, and just what that brings to a story. I think that's you know that's the the next step, and I'm sure we're going to venture into some other pieces besides just the written word as well down the road. Um, but I do think it's really access. We talk about it all the time, and I think as we as we become a more powerful media company, the more access we'll get, which is to make your subscription that much more valuable. I guess for me, um, you know, I used to, I, I alluded to this earlier. I used to worry, are we going to make it? And I would, you know, when I signed my first contract, I would put money away and think, I don't, I don't know how long I'm going to have this job. I don't know if this, I don't worry about that anymore. I don't, we are making it. I, I don't worry about, are we going to make it or not? I won't say we have made it, but I'm confident in saying we are making it and we will make it. And I have no doubt about that anymore. And success for me over year three and four will be when we are no longer the athletic Cleveland and the athletic Columbus and the athletic Indianapolis and the athletic Boston and the athletic New York. We're just going to be the athletic and we're going to tell great stories. And when we cross, when, when the day, when the day comes 
when we shock everyone and tell everyone we have a million subscribers, that will be the day when the sports world stops and jerks their head and says, what? Right. And that day will be here before people realize it. That'll be the success to me. Pretty interesting. I'll leave it at that. I'm not saying anything else. I'll get, I won't be, I will be driving an Uber tomorrow if I, <laughs> if I say anything else. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this too, to kind of peel back the curtain. Um, because if you are still listening, you're a journalism dork. Like, we yeah, are, right. So we appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, there's times that we get emails from you guys or have to talk to you guys and it's, it's, Hey, you know, th- this number matters, the subscriber number, this ratio, whatever. And we saw some numbers this, this morning, um, that most of us don't see you guys deal with. Them. We don't. But there's also many more times than that where it's like just having it, just knowing that more people are reading, more people are subscribing, more people are commenting, and more people are waiting on the next big Zach Meisel piece. Yep. Big time read. Like that to me is measured more than in numbers. And to have the support from up top to where we can chase those and not have to worry about plugging numbers every single day or every single week really gives us an advantage. And like I said, that that's really inside baseball. But from where I sit, from where you sit right now, that is just totally the advantage that we have day-to-day, week-to-week, year-to-year going forward. The guys who run our company are so much smarter than people who run newspapers. It's unbelievable. It's, it's really – the metrics that we have to see and the percentage that we know of how far people made it into a story and the retention rate if they sign up for a seven-day free trial, how many stick around for a full-time – these and, and that's really what intrigued me and why I wanted to come here was because, and I've, I've said this many times before, if it was a couple of newspaper people who were getting together, a couple of writers or whatever, getting together and saying, hey, I think we can make a go of this, there's no way I would have left the Akron Beacon Journal for that. But it's because these guys are so smart and because they're so good at what they do, we each have our lane here and everybody stays in their lane and the operations side doesn't try and meddle in the editorial side and I certainly don't try and tell them where the money goes or or how to operate their side of the business. Everybody here does a really good job of staying in their lane and and that is what has made us probably the fastest growing media company in North America and we're 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 not going away. I know Deadspin would love for us to go away, the New York Times would love for us to go away and watch us fail. That's not going to happen. Like we we are we are not going to fail. Uh, like I'll, I'll say it. We are not going to fail. I think this weekend here in Indianapolis is an example. Uh, newspaper companies, as they merge and merge and merge, will still be in 10, 20, 30 markets. Maybe there's eight or, you know, eight or 10 NFL markets. Well, if they have someone in Indianapolis, that one person will come and try to cover for everybody else in that chain. As Zach said earlier, there's 50, 60 of us here today. Every NFL team that work, you know, we're covering them all. All those writers are here. And there's a lot of media companies that would not do that because it, it isn't the smart business or the, the money decision. Well, mm-hmm. our owners know the writer, let, let the writers write. The writers need to go where the story is and, and do that reporting. And even if you write one time here, but you end up making five more sources for a story that you'll see in July, our bosses are like, that's, that's what we want. We've even talked about, on, we talked about being at games and not being at games, you know, We'll tell Aaron Porcelain, you know what, if you don't go to three road games, but this summer you can go to Finland and talk to the people you want to talk to that's part of the, the Blue Jackets future, then go go do that. I yep. mean, it's it's what the, the writers really have a bigger say here than I've ever seen anywhere else because they know. And everyone's willing to listen and take a shot. And, and also, if we think the story is a quality story, the journalism is great, 
but the numbers aren't there, everyone's still okay. Like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll keep going on because we get surprised both ways. So right. I think a little bit of that. So how do we get out of here? Do we sing happy birthday or? Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Do you have any, uh, pun intended, final thoughts? <laughs> uh well, this week we'll or when, you know to celebrate the anniversary, we'll have uh, a Q and A that I did with Kevin Love on just sort of sort of the relationship between players and the media, and we've heard a lot from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and and just what that dynamic is like. So uh, I thought Kevin was very thoughtful in sitting down and talking about that. Uh, as I mentioned, Zach Meisel to have um, his piece on with Trevor Bauer a Q and A Q&A where. Love him or hate him, Trevor Bauer makes you think, and he's insightful, and he's opinionated, and uh, we're sort of we're sort of recycling some of the the very best over the last two years, the the greatest hits that we've had uh, on the different teams, and just a chance for readers are, who have been with us who maybe missed something, and maybe new readers who weren't aware of what exactly it is because it's funny how many times I see, well, there's nothing at the athletic that I can't learn off of Twitter. And I think, okay, well, sooner or later you'll come around sooner or later. You'll realize that's not true. And, uh, so yeah, for all the entire week, uh, we're going to celebrate uh, turning two and, and we're going to roll out a bunch of different things for people. Uh, hopefully they enjoy. Well, it's been fun. Looking forward to two more, 22 more, 22 more. There you go. How about that? Ron Ledger, Jason Lloyd, I'm Zach Jackson. Happy birthday to us. Thanks for playing along. Thanks for reading. Can't wait to keep this thing growing. Talk to you soon.